And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. I think I did curse on the air. I think you did. I am uh, your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, hopefully, if you're tuning in live, you're you're looking at uh, the description of the show, so that is helpful. If you're here right now. Then you can just read that. You know what's going on. If you're uh, one of our subscribers, you're listening on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or uh, anything like that, then it probably just says the year in review, and that doesn't tell you anything, right? Um, What we were uh, looking for this week is to cover some movies or at least talk a little bit about some movies that we missed throughout the year. And I think not necessarily really deeply go into them, but uh, just kind of hit some of the notes that we have missed. Right. The, the movies that come up in the list of what we claimed we were going to talk about uh, are uh, Captain Phillips, The Bling Ring, and 12 Years a Slave. And as we've been saying for weeks, this is such a crazy time of year. Uh, and I, I just found out that on Monday the nomination list comes out. So, like, on, uh, by you know, you you don't get all that much time for those all the time. But you know, for in the next couple weeks, I have to have seen everything that comes out this year, and, I, that, and that's crazy. I just walked into the studio here. I will call it the studio here. I and like you it. actually were. You had movies in your hands. I had movies in my hands. I gave you a bunch, and you. Looked a little frazzled. I, I you am. Were, you were really like, I don't even know what we're, what am I watching I, anymore? I, I am, exactly. And it was funny. I don't see you like that very often. But, I mean, you there, were, I mean, not like hectic, but you were just like, you were a little out of sorts for a moment. There, there are. And then you told me about the nominations coming so out. Ma- there are so sense. many movies um, that all of a sudden, you know, there's there's movies. And this is, this is actually a, a very weird year. In a lot of ways, we've talked about that already, yeah. but this is a very weird year in the sense of there are several movies that people think really good things about that have done very well when they've played at like festivals and everything right. that you know count as a movie this year, right? and yet yeah. they're not coming out until January. Now, that, that happens every year. The, yeah. You get That's not indicative a of this year couple. Yeah. Right. There's always there's always the movie where people are talking about it being the best movie of the year and it doesn't come out until middle of January. Right. And you're going, what? Right. I mean, like I said, that happens every year. But this year, there's like a bunch of them. Yeah. And if it's not that it comes out next year, yeah. uh, technically next year, 
then it comes out on the 31st or Christmas. Right. And there are, I think there's like <laughs> 10 movies come out on Christmas this year. It's yeah. like everything is, everyone's already seen it. Every, I mean, uh, critics and everything, you know, everyone's seen it months ago. Right. It's like a huge thing, but they're like, I don't get it out. It has to get out yeah. on Christmas. So, yeah. So there's all these movies that, like I said, we you know we aren't supposed to review yet. Doesn't you know? Doesn't really matter. But right. but I'm I'm like swimming in this sea of like all the movies yeah. are running together, and all of a sudden yeah. like you know Philomena's a slave in my mind, and I don't right. know what's going on anymore. Was she a like for uh, twelve years. Lo- Lone Survivor know? is uh, is a movie and that look, everybody likes, and it doesn't come out until January fifteenth or tenth. And or these something. are, and I'm gonna call us out on this before we complain too much and lose everyone, because really these are first world problems. We have that, to watch too well, many movies. Right. You know, there are people who have other issues, right. but but in in the context of this, certainly it's hard because there is so many films for you to see. And you have to see them all within a certain amount of time. Right. And they really can just blend together. Right. So in, in a way, it's hard. And, and there, especially if you're going to be there critical. Are so many, and, you know, most years, I mean, this also happens every year that everything comes out at the end of the year or yeah. in December. That's, that's every year, too. Yeah. But most of the time, there are at least a few movies vying for a serious stake at, like, Best picture or best screenplay or right. or some big thing that came out at other times. Yeah, and and you've got at least kind of a mix, right? Right. And now it's uh, you know I've got a uh, Hollywood Reporter uh, here where they 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 have this whole thing of sizing up best picture, right? Right. And uh, some of these actually in my opinion have no chance of winning but <laughs> they for our award but they are movies that are people are still kind of talking about them plus the uh, academy awards and and the critics choice awards it keep changing what's going on with the best picture right so you know a cu- couple year. years ago it was 10 and then uh, as soon as that happened, they changed it. Yeah, and, and it was like, lives. okay, it could be. We ha- now we have an algorithm, right? And it's it's a very varying number every year. It's yeah. uh, it, I don't know. It's the crazy. algorithm should have been any number from five to five. That's right, what the, exactly. That's what their algorithm should have been, but right. they're too smart. For you that. know, it it was. Uh, <laughs> we'll just babble about the awards for a long time. Right. It was uh, it, one of those things where it was like someone had a solution where there was no problem. Right. right. Somebody just came up with a solution. And said, Let's make it ten. Right. Right. Let's have more movies. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, even when it was five, mm-hmm. and it was you know five forever and everything, it's. It still, to me, almost every year was like two movies that had no chance no, of winning. Yeah, right. And three movies where you're going, eh, I don't well, know. You let, you let and then someone said, let's have five more. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you let some stu- you know, some studio suit make those decisions because Oscar films make money. They make right. a lot of money, especially before the Oscars because everyone, everyone interested in that avenue wants to go see all the nominees. Right. And then they just increase their tickets. I mean, it's a little bit of a... Feeding at the trough. Well, right. It's policy. kind of like, like they really uh, make money off it. So. Well, and not only that, but when somebody does go see a movie, I think part of it, and I could be totally making this up out of nothing, but I, I think part of it is that uh, the people who are really interested in seeing the Academy Award movies, the ones that get nominated, right? right. These uh, 
largely like the smaller films or the uh, you know the films that just are Oscar bait films yeah. that you know that they're the people who go see those even when they've seen them already right they just want them to get nominated right. and then they feel better about themselves if right. they get nominated right. so if we have more of them that could possibly yeah. get nominated like um so anyway i was going to say just uh, looking through the best picture thing we've got uh it, you know conveniently in alphabetical order all is lost american hustle august osage county blue jasmine the book thief captain phillips dallas buyers club gravity her which uh, uh is a crazy movie to actually even think of in that list in, in like a different year it's uh you know joaquin phoenix yeah. basically falls in love with his os right <laughs> of his computer mm-hmm. and uh that's kind of awesome and insane right. uh, at the same time, and to go into a movie with that, and yeah. then and then think clearly that's an Oscar that's a, that's a nominated film, right? right. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis, and then you've got uh, The Butler, Lone Survivor, Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, Nebraska, Out of the Furnace, Philomena, Rush, <laughs> Saving Mr. Banks, Twelve Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. That's two pages too many. And that's, uh, right, so that's, you know, pages of movies. This, this is right. like what's in the hunt to get nominated, according to Hollywood Reporter. Right. And the number of those movies, right, that mm-hmm. did not come out within four weeks of the end of the year right. is very <laughs> small. small. I mean, you got yeah. like Blue Jasmine. <laughs> right. That, that came that's out a while right. ago, and The Butler came out uh, right. end of the summer. And other than that, uh, I think, I mean, I'd have to There's like go through them or them. whatever, yeah. but... Uh, all of those movies yeah. come out, yeah. you know, within like a month or something. I yeah. mean, uh, Captain Phillips actually came out beginning of November or whatever right. it was. But so, I mean, that's like a little while ago, but right. still, it's really heavily and it's pushing. And now we're sitting here uh, going, let's go back to some movies. <laughs> Tw- like even t- we're talking about like looking at movies throughout the year that we missed. Yeah. And still, we're looking at like Twelve Years a Slave right. and Captain Phillips, with which you know both came out Aren't beginning of November far, right. or something right around there, depending yeah. on when it's limited versus wide release right. or whatever. And uh, and we've got the Bling Ring, and then you watch Spring Breakers. Yep. But I have not seen all that yet. Right. And and, really and you've decided that we can't talk about it because I you want you, you want my it. yeah. My, I don't, I don't know. It's I don't only, know what you only, want. You want to not sway me. I want, I want a shared experience. <laughs> cool. Even if it's at different times. Right. Um, but it's only like eighty-five minutes, so it's not going to take you long at all. Right. Um. And 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 so then, so here's the other trouble there, and we'll actually start talking about some movies maybe in <laughs> in a little bit. But you know, then the trouble is, how are we going to cover anything yeah. of all these movies that come out? Right. Before the end of the year, unless we just start doing like a three shows a week or something, because <laughs> or we do a show where every movie gets like five minutes. And yeah, I thought of, I thought about you know as we were going forward this time of year. It doesn't this was also going through you know uh, a remark about you get bombasted you know just overrun with all these screenings all at once. And right. Like you just read from that list. I saw, nobody saw what I saw. I saw four full pages in Hollywood Reporter, which right. is a big magazine. So right, four right. full pages is a lot. But it's not like you're not new to the dance. You know this time of year you're going to get this right, onslaught, right. this tsunami of film. But what, so, but what I'm 
far, but you still what I'm far more used to, and uh, I, I've got almost every movie that uh, yeah. comes out at this point. But like, what I'm far more used to is getting a bunch of screeners of yeah. the, the things that I didn't right. see because you know, at most I see like two movies a week yeah. during the year, usually, and uh, and then built into that, you're you're always catching up on older Whatever, stuff the yeah. whole time. Right. And, you know, you can only watch so many movies. And then, right. and, and I'm very used to December being uh, yeah. the month where I just watch movies all the time. Yeah. Right? But I'm a lot more used to getting people to try to get me to see mm-hmm. other movies. And I've probably already seen them, yeah. you know, but the number of movies that I got screeners that I already saw is not actually that high. It's yeah. weird. It's, it's all new it, films. There's, right. uh, I mean, you know, Iron Man 3, because we conveniently have an action uh, movie thing in the Critics' Choice, so yeah. you'll get some action movies. Otherwise, I wouldn't even get right. Iron Man 3, right? right? The Academy doesn't get Iron Man right. 3. I, I mean, unless there's special effects right, right. kind <laughs> of stuff, maybe. But anyway, um, I mean, we're totally babbling. But it is a weird year that that it it just seems like so empty throughout the course of the year. I mean, you've got stuff like Blue Jasmine and uh, like Before Midnight, which wasn't on that list, right. although lots of people are talking about Before Midnight too, but I don't think it's going to amount to much yeah, uh, just yeah. because it's just the wrong genre and right. no one cares. And right. it's not, you know, it's not 12 Years a Slave where right. you get to go It doesn't look have the emotional the... or historical baggage. Right. And uh, and uh, I did watch Rush. So we've got okay. we've got movies that, like, you've, <laughs> you've only I'm seen it. To... I've only seen it. Yeah. We've, we've seen a couple. Well, I don't know. I don't know how we'll run through the show. Like I was telling you, when I sat down here and I said, now, what are we doing? And I was yeah. like, I, you know, I don't know. My mind right. is just, like, swimming, swimming with... At some point, maybe, you know, next week is obviously going to be all hobbited. But, you know, then we right. could, there was a possibility where we could <laughs> do 10 like, or 15 minutes. You're so against I'm, the Hobbit. I'm I so against the, the preposition that I have to love it. Right. That it, it is this thing. You've got to enjoy it because it is. Whatever. Because I've, I've made it because and you I've will like it. it. And it's made like everyone else. And you will like around. that it's three right. movies. Yeah. And you'll buy the T-shirt. that part. But I think we could probably hit a rhythm where we have overlapping films or films we've seen, yeah, and be like fifteen minutes on this. Like, yeah, give it your we're, quick we're going give to it my quick rundown. We're going now. to have to between now and like the end of January. The irony is we're talking about how quick we'll do it, and we're not doing and anything we're not right doing now, anything so right. Uh, between now and the end of January, for all of those who want to set your schedule <laughs> around uh, which <laughs> which shows we're going to do and what we're going to do. It's all going to be like that the whole time. I think it's yeah. going to be more than one movie. Apart from next week, maybe. Right. But next week we may God. chuck in a couple of other things. The desolation. Two or something, right? But uh, then right, right. we've got like several lists we got to include yeah. in there before we get too far away from shows. the beginning of the year. Yeah. And we've got our our, lot. our own awesome, wacky this award show. Fun. Yeah, this is fun. We're going to have busy times. And uh, last year we had uh, two shows where we did a movie – and then we did our worst of the year, yep. and then we, you know, yeah. the next week we did a movie, and we did our best That's of the year, right. and then that doesn't even count our crazy right. awards. They, they, yeah. So, so we got plenty right. of stuff to do. But that actually reminds me, I got a question, and you had said that you had a question. Yeah. So um, I got a question, and it's a little roundabout, and uh, 
not related to anything, but I I got not more of a challenge, really, sort of. Okay. And uh, because it's about the Hunger Games. Okay. And actually, I should throw out uh, Out of the Furnace uh, opened this week, and we did that last week. Yep. And uh, if you haven't caught that one, uh, since that's the movie out this week, right. make sure you go back and uh, catch our review of that. Which uh, <laughs> now I like wrote the review and I did the show about that movie and now it comes out and that movie is just so weird. Yeah. It just throws me so much that the trailer, it's really a, an, a, a synopsis and a trailer for the film <laughs> that is only the third act of the film. It's, yeah. it's, that's right. that's you, what you we're going to tell you about. Yeah. It's almost like it's a very weird thing when a movie markets itself in such a way that when you review it, you almost don't want to talk about stuff that happens at the beginning because you feel like you're spoiling something. Right. Like, how can that right. be? Yeah. <laughs> Should <Yeah>. I? <laughs> it's such a weird movie. But it, and we didn't love it, but we liked it right. fairly well. But again, it, it's a weird movie to recommend, and it's a weird movie to say, "Yeah, go see this." Now, by the way, it's not about what you think it's about. <laughs> right. Don't pay attention to the trailer. I know. I know you saw the trailer, and you're real excited to go see that movie, but right. you're not going Calm to. Down. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so the question that I got was about the Hunger Games, and like I said, it wasn't so much a question; it was more of a challenge. And someone e- someone emailed in because we were talking about the Hunger Games, and one of the things that we mentioned was we read the books. And we both thought uh, the last one is going to be weird. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be weird and hard to do. And neither one of us like the fact that it's going to be two movies very much. Right. <laughs> which uh, we don't like the fact that yeah. The Hobbit is three. <laughs> right. Definitely not. And, uh, you know, The Hobbit is small anyway. Right. And now you're making it three movies. And Mockingjay is not huge. Right. It's not small, though. And, uh, yeah, it's not small, but it's definitely not huge. And now you're making that two movies. Right. And it seems like a weird movie anyway because, (laughs) at least what we were, the point we were making was that it seems like not that much happens. And now you're going to make two movies out of it. So the challenge I got was I had mentioned that uh, by the, when we reviewed the first movie, I had not finished the first book. I remember so, that. So forever ago. I was like in the middle of the first you book right still there, yeah. and then saw the movie. And then right after that movie, I read all the rest of it right, right in a row. Right and so the challenge was uh, basically <laughs> someone wrote in and uh, said um, – I'm pretty sure this was Diana. Mm-hmm. So Hi, they, Diana. shout out to Diana for asking this question because um, she didn't say where she was from. Diana. Uh, her email address, though. No. <laughs> um, her challenge was, she said, I don't think that you remember the last book. And, oh. and she said, I think that it's all run together for you because I mentioned something about the fact that it kind of had all run together mm-hmm. for me. And uh, like when the uh, when the second movie ended, I kind of went, "Is that where that ends?" Right. And, and it really does yeah. run together for me. So the challenge was to read the third book again. Well, and that's not that bad. And have an opinion now, based on when yeah. it's fresh in my mind. Right. And I do have to say, there is stuff that happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my problem with it was that it 
it seemed like when I was remembering it, it seemed like there was so much of that book where it's just her thinking. There's a lot of internal narrative. Right. And it's just her kind of talking to herself in her mind and not all that much that really happens that you need two movies worth. Right. 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 And, you know, I, I kind of have to backtrack on that a little bit. Yeah. There is stuff that happens. I still, I still don't know that it's worth two movies. Right. And I still think that it's going to be tricky to get, especially, you know, one movie I could see. Because yeah. you can make that work, even if there is a lot of just thinking, you know. But to get two full movies out of it, I think, is going to be kind of weird. And then here's the other thing that is possibly weird about it is now that I'm reading it, thinking of it being two movies, I think that's kind of weird just in the same way that The Hobbit was weird. When the first Hobbit movie ended, it's just kind of like, I don't know, this is when we stop. It's like what they did was they made the whole six-hour, seven-hour, all three movies – and then just kind of looked at what they had and said, okay, this is the two-hour mark. What's the consensus? Chop the film. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what's happening. It's just like now now it's over. <clears throat> and when I'm reading the book, I'm thinking, nothing happens in the anywhere in the middle of the book to me. Did you reread Mockingjay? Yeah, I did. Yeah, wow. You took that challenge, man. And I did. And... <laughs> and uh, nothing happens where I feel like it's going to be a when that first movie of it ends, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be kind of ticked off. Right. And the other problem that I have with it is that that's a movie almost like Ender's Game by the time you get done with it, right. where it's like that. the whole point of that book is like it's a trick. Right. It's like there's sort of like a trick that happens, which kind of comes together as the whole trilogy right. trick, really. Right. It's like ultimately – as much as this is like young adult novels and it's all kind of like this interesting dystopic thing that we're trying to say, there's really just the one thing that it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say it until you get done with all three of them, right. right? And it's the ending of the third one where we really get to say what we're trying to say. And now I have to wait through two movies of it to get there and I feel like it's just going to be kind of a weird thing and as much as the second movie was really good and we both really liked it and liked it better than the first one and and it it really delivered a lot of the stuff from the book really well and now we're going to go into the third one and I'm not sure that it's not going to kind of ruin it for me Especially yeah. when that first half of it comes out, and I have to watch that, and then I feel like I'm probably going to be kind of bummed. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's. Well, gonna... you've read it. You if you reread it recently, this is proof that if you guys send us questions or challenges, <laughs> that's we take right. them seriously. That's right. Like you've got stuff to do. You but send you, it in, and I will 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 do our best to accommodate. Right. But you've read it. <laughs> if you've reread it since last week or two, then yep. you've definitely read it sooner than I. I remember there was an aw- an awful lot of internal dialogue and narrative and her just questioning stuff and and, the, around, and there is peppered around a ton of you know there's a lot of rebellion you know? right and and one way that it's hard to imagine them filming that is you know will it be voiceover probably not will they introduce just another character for her to walk around and talk to will she be required or will someone suggest like 
as a therapy for your nightmares, you know, just record into this machine. Like, there are a few tricks you can get to get that right, narrative out. Right. Or you just disregard it, show a couple scenes with her having those anxieties, and then you right. move on. But, yeah, it wasn't like it was just one narrative and she imagined everything. There are there are a lot of action stuff, especially near the end, that resolves the series. Right. But, but I still think... Once it, movies is hard. Once it gets kind of, uh, you know, now we'll spoil the books or whatever, but right. once it gets like where she kind of starts getting into the action right. of the rebellion more, right. then there's kind of a lot of stuff that happens. Once she, once she fights to make sure she's no longer just a symbol of the rebellion and actually starts picking up weapons and going on missions, right. that's when things shift. Right. I mean, it's been a while since I read it, but I remember that tone happening. Right. So... All right, so cool. so there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I don't know if that answers anything. What was? Well, it's uh, awesome that you just picked up that gauntlet and was like, "I'll see you one Mockingjay. I'll read that." Well, and it came at a it came at a good time because I really was, you know, just kind of so surprised at the end of the second movie that I yeah. just went, "Am I just remembering this all crazy?" Because I don't remember right. it just kind of yeah. dropping like that. Right. Like it's such a the the second movie ends. It's such a like sudden thing. It's just like uh, you you think you're in the middle of the scene, and all of a sudden the credits start. Going. Right, and I'm done. like, yeah. wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that how that ends? But I... anyway, so uh, uh, you had a question too. What was the question? This one's okay. And then we'll run really fast. This one's a holiday one. We can do it next week because we we've, we've got half a show gone. So oh come on, how long it can was, it take to answer? It, it won't take that long. It was. Uh, Someone that I know who listens to the show wanted to know what three or four Christmas films we have to see before Christmas has come and gone. Uh, so it's like a holiday thing. And, you I, know, and I said, do you count, does it have to be a film? Can it be like the hour-long Rudolph? Can it be the hour-long Charlie Brown? All that stuff. And they're like, you're pushing it. But I mean Christmas movies. What, so, is, what a strange question because doesn't, I thought it was doesn't cool, everyone yeah. just have their Christmas movies Locked up already? Doesn't I, every... I, now, thought, I thought about this because I was like, has there been anything recently that's penetrated that bubble of these are what I will watch? Right. I don't think there... I mean, Not I think really. if you asked me last year, it would have been the same... I think it would have been the same list, but anyway. Right. Now, here, here's an interesting uh, thing, and people are going to think that we totally set this up, and we totally didn't, but... Um, as you may or may not know, I am uh, now on Answers.com. Right. And uh, I'm the movie expert at Answers.com, and I'll be reviewing movies there and also like kind of throwing out some lists and stuff. And so the list that I'm coming out with, it'll come out this week, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll put links to it in the, uh, in, in the podcast articles, whatever, on, right. on the website and stuff, is going to be a list of the 12 – Christmas movies that you are not paying enough attention to. Cool. And some of them are kind of older things that just people don't pay attention to anymore. And some of them are kind of newer things that, that didn't like kind of get big on the holiday radar and should have. Right. Right. I mean, there's like, so give us a, give us a hint, like a couple, you got a hint of like things that you don't want to ruin your list. No, no. Okay. No. Um, uh, actually, I'd I'd have to look at those. I'd have to look at the list to know which ones I I want to, <laughs> to let go. Yeah, to mention to actually. Yeah, there are a couple of, and and some of them are like more for kids, and some of them are more for adults. And you know, it takes a lot to really break through. Right. 
and, and just become part of the Christmas tradition for any new movie. Like, you know, the last one that really like rocketed into it was Elf. Right. And which was awesome. And now that's, you know, it's on all the time and everyone wants to watch it. But right. It's a, it's a tricky road. And, right. you know, even like Love Actually made it to this kind of like holiday thing for a lot of people. Right. But you really have to be a good movie. And 800 new movies come out every year. Yeah. You know, if you've got like Lifetime Network and, and all those things, you know, they they keep spitting out three or four three different channels, so they're everywhere. Right. And I have a list of 12. Right. Anyway, so look forward to that. So um, let's start running through movies. Let's do uh, 12 Years a Slave. Right. Because we... That's why it's ready. We both saw that. And, uh, you know, it's funny because we we throw each other off sometimes when we do this, mm-hmm. right? Because, uh, you know, I give you a movie and Ed say, yeah. <laughs> and right. it, it actually happened with Out of the Furnace, right? Right. I gave you Out of the Furnace and I said... <laughs> and you're like, what did you think? And I said, right. and and there was so much about Out of the Furnace that I didn't like. Normally, I would just kind of say, I don't know, here, watch it, and right, figure it mm-hmm. out. But there was so much of Out of the Furnace was a horrible movie for me because I loved so much of it and I hated so much of it, and it just I remember asking that you, just you drives went, me crazy. You growled right? and then you went, I can tell you what my wife thinks. You're like <laughs> that one's real easy. Yeah, you know, uh, no one wants to know what she thinks. Um, no. But most of the time, we just kind of uh, kind of go. Twelve Years a right. Slave. Uh, you watched it first. Yep. And when you gave it to me, the the weird thing because you had lots of you told me some stuff about it, but the weird thing that while I was watching it, that like stuck in my mind, and now you know I'm jaded and not right. watching it with perfectly uh, no. See, that's why clear eyes or whatever. Spring break. Right. See, that's how it goes. Thing that stuck in my mind for 12 Years a Slave because I really liked it. Yeah. But the thing that I could not get out of my mind was, do I need this movie? Right. Because, you know, that's what you said was, you know, it's good. I like this. I like that. This is done well. Whatever. You know, you had lots of, like, positive things to say, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, about the movie. And yet, and then at the end, you're like, but do I need this one? Or or does it do anything that I haven't seen? Even before the numbers, right. I said, at this point, I have seen a lot of films about slavery. Right. They're either historically accurate or they're playing real fast and loose, like Django Unchained. Right. You know, or, you know, which some of it is like, any any of the big films that you could think of. So right. at this point, this film, I didn't think, did anything new. It didn't show me any perspective or tell any story that wasn't in some way or in a collective it, way. It has, told. it has like a new gimmick. However. But other than that, yeah. yeah, it's. And I was like, and I don't even know if I need to see not sounding privileged in any way, but just like, uh, unless there's a new version of a story or a new take on it, I feel like I've got that historical significance as much as I can get it. Right. But yet, if someone had put this in front of me and I started to watch it, and I told you, I even put it in and was like making food. Like I wasn't totally (laughs) dialed into the first few minutes because I thought I'll start it and see how it goes because I had other movies to watch. Right. And very quickly, I put everything off and was in front of the TV watching the whole thing. Like it has a gravity to it. It had really good things happening very quickly. And I was really surprised by it. Right. 
But, I, but I, 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 kinda, I was like, I don't know. I kind of was too. And it, this was a weird movie in another way too, because I had seen, God, I don't even know at this point, but I had seen like hours of like behind the scenes oh, and you? like interviews yeah. and uh, all this making of stuff. And I'd seen a, a, a bunch of conversations with um, Steve McQueen. Yeah. Um, where he's, it's kind of like behind the scenes and an interview with him at the same time. That's so it's cool. like we're we're watching them put together a scene mm-hmm. and how it's going to come together, or whatever. Yeah. At while he's talking, and then he starts talking about it, and I had like seen so much of all that stuff. Yeah. That I was kind of impressed with some of his thoughts of why he wanted to make it and everything. Right. And yet, at the same time, I was kind of going, you know, I kind of had a similar vibe, I guess, that, that you had, which was, but, but what's the part where this is a new movie yeah. and, and not just doing something again? And it's, it's almost like uh, every time another buddy cop movie comes out, right. you know, you're yeah. like... <laughs> any of the genre films, really, like, they don't really stir that, a- that any, recipe too Any much. of the... Uh, narrowed down genres like that, right? Um, A specific kind of horror movie or something, you know? It's like, if we see The Exorcist again, or whatever, you know, uh, stuff like that. Or the really straight buddy cop movies where it's really just the formula, and we're just doing it again, and there's there's not specific... You know, there there are some buddy cop movies where you don't realize that's what you're watching until you get into it a little ways or something. At least you're doing something different. And this one, I just was... You know, there's there's a reason they keep putting those out, right? Yeah. Because there are new people going to the theaters who, as you know, people don't watch old movies. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> unless there's a really specific reason yeah. that you wrangle them in and make them do it. Right. You know, this movie is brand new to Somebody. millions of right. people. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm watching the movie, like you, I got really sucked into it. Yeah. And I was really impressed with a lot of it. I was too. And, uh, you know, everything, I mean, he's a great director. Yeah. The movie is really well directed. Yeah. And there are a lot of points where you can like, you know, you could take like 10 minute chunks of the scene and, you know, take it to film school or whatever and go, all right, try that. I mean, where it's uh, really, really well done and like surprisingly well done. Right. Even when you, you know exactly what that scene's going to be and you still go, wow. I mean, that, that was great. Yeah. And uh, he's got a weird ability to control tons of stuff happening at the same time yeah. and make it work really well. And there's like all these positives going on mm-hmm. with this with this movie. And and I liked it a lot. I mean, you know, I don't know. We should give like ratings or whatever. I feel like oh, I, yeah. I I feel like I'm still like nine yeah. out of ten on this movie. Yeah. And yet it's almost in some sense like, uh, you know, an art student going to a museum of famous paintings and going, yeah, that's a nine. Right. 
I don't like it that much. Right? I yeah. don't need to see it again. I don't want to buy the T-shirt, right. whatever, whatever it is, right? I, I, I loved this movie in yeah. so many ways. And yet, I kind of don't like it, though. I'm I'm not that into it. It's a very weird movie. There's a corner there for you that isn't there for me. For me, there's stuff where I've seen it over and over again from any number of films before this, but it seemed like it did it better. Oh, yeah, yeah. All those, like what you were saying, you're going to have those those archetype kind of moments where every film like this telling this story has to have them, you know? And then when they do have them, you're like, okay, I know this is coming and I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, that was way better than I thought. Or, right. And, and that even, was so powerful. even in a lot of movies that are this same movie mm-hmm. in, in their own way. Right. Right. When they get to those points, uh, there's, they're still good movies. Yeah. I mean, even yeah, the ones you're comparing to, right. they're good movies too, and this still does it better. There's, there's something, this is a two hour and 15, or two hour, and, I think it's 2.14, but it's a two hour and 15 minute movie, and that's usually a warning sign for us. Right. Which is, you know, and especially, and I was thinking of you, because we saw it separately, there are these moments in 12 Years a Slave where very purposefully Steve McQueen has a scene that goes on for a long time. And it's right. not just one scene, it's several scenes, whether it's a punishment of Solomon, who's the main character, or whether it's just a, a lingering visual of them maybe cotton picking or, or right. anything that's going on. There are, there are a handful of scenes that extend what you would normally feel. And there's a moment for each one, a reason for each one of them, like in one of them, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable that this slave is being punished, that, that Solomon is taking a, a punishment for too long. And right. we see it very long and I had no problem with any of them because of the way that McQueen did it like right. they're done perfectly the, and, and I would argue in a film like this where we often say that you, I get it he's hanging or she's being beaten right. or whatever you don't have to show it that long and it's not because I'm averse to it in fact I'm quite the opposite I'm probably way desensitized to movie violence at this point in my right, life right. But damn if that wasn't the right amount like you're supposed to feel uncomfortable feel the punishment feel the weight of it and it works right. every single time and that was a trick that i thought all by its own earned itself a star right like i was like just handing stars out to this film i'm i'm at nine and a half right i'm i'm not entirely 100 percent sure i'm not at 10 if i'm that close but there was when i watched it maybe the only thing i can detract from this film is that it didn't do anything new right it just did everything that's already been done better right or as, i or as i felt ever. like and that was just that little hump. Like if it had done anything new, I'd have been like 10. Right. But I was so, so impressed with it. And I yeah. almost wanted to call you right up right after and be like, yep, well, guess what that is. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, for me, like not that uh, nine and nine and a half is any kind of difference, right? No, but, you know, for me, that's exactly why I only gave it nine. Because, middle, right? because at, there's some part of me that, just has to go look you can't have all the stars right right you, you can't i didn't yeah you you just can't if if you're making a movie i don't care if you <laughs> totally perfected it if yeah. what you've perfected is something that i've seen at least a dozen times in right. other movies and there's not really for me now for some people i know there are tons of people who've seen this movie who think it, it there is something new yeah, and okay. and and I that's great. Disagree, right? But um, and especially you know, for people who that's part of the good thing about the movie is that you know, 
not everybody has seen all the movies that we've seen right. and not everybody is going to and not right. everybody cares right. and they're new and they're going to see this movie right. i mean that's a narrow window anyway right. <laughs> just the people who are going right. to see this no matter what right, right. but um you know for them it it's new and yeah. for them you know a set of eyes is going to give this 10 stars i I, right. I, I would hope, or yeah. 10 out of 10, or whatever right. the hell rating we're doing. But for me, I just thought, God, you know, I just can't mm-hmm. find anything that is the news story you're telling me. Right. There are plenty of the scenes, like you were talking about, that, you know, the scene that I know is coming is still kind of new-ish, yeah. right? right? But the, the story is just the same story and I just can't go all the way on you you know it's like when the new buddy cop film comes out and it's ultimately the same buddy cop but man it's the best one ever right I still can't give that 10 stars either you know I mean it's got to have some reason that you've got to be doing something other than just doing something that's been done before and perfecting it. Yeah. For me. And not, not everyone, not everyone agrees with that. There's also, and we're coming at, you know, we come to different ways reviewing things anyway. And for you, that's a criteria and I respect it. For me, it was just that little thing. And especially, especially compacted with how great the performance performances all were. Right. There was no weak link in anything the the story was really great. The visuals were amazing, right. though not extraordinarily like difficult. There weren't like lens flares or weird special effects. It was just honest and great. Right. And then I was thinking, you guys are hitting every single one of these on perfect tens. Like now, give me something new. Right. Eh, we don't we don't really got that one. Right. And that and that seems like a weird nitpicky thing to hit. Like I'm still. When I was walking in here, I'm like, man, I really think that's a 10 film, but it just doesn't feel like when I say 10 that I can say it and be like, yeah. Right. Like, it's just close. Right. And it was great. I can't, I mean, I'm telling everybody, go see this. And, and, it, and it's it, a great really, it really when, is a very nitpicky it is. point horrible nitpicky for thing. us. You know, if you take, if you take that away, if, right. if you listen to the movie, which, you know, quite frankly, this is why I think movie critics exist, right? Yeah. Not, not, not for us to tell you how great something is or how horrible it is, right? But for you to figure out if you're going to love it. Right. Not just because we loved we it and you go, good. okay, you love it. Some of you, right. and you go, ah, oh, come on, you guys are looking for something. You guys are right. jerks and right. it's, you, can't you know, just that's just stupid, right? Yeah. Then it's, t- it's going to be a 10 movie for right. you. Right. If if that's not going to bother you, and it's not like we didn't love it anyway, right? right? If if that's not something that's going to detract in any way for you, then this is easily going to be a ten yeah. movie for you. Right. But the acting is all great. The story, even if it's not new enough for us, or doesn't right. have something to make it a little different for us, the story right. is still great. Yeah. The story still works exactly yeah. exactly fine. And, you know, like you were saying, uh, the scenes that go on too long, because it's a point for us that we're always talking about how scenes go on too long. The one for for me that stood out was uh, more the one where they're in the fields than the beating one, which still works. There are several to pick from, but I know. Right, there are. But the the one where we're just being with them in the field, 
it stood out to me so much for exactly that reason, because I thought, you know, if this were any different at all, the mm-hmm. slightest bit different, I would say, this is way too long. Right. Why are we looking at this this long? Right. And as it was, I was going, yeah. And that in itself, those scenes are like, you know, that should be in film school. I agree. Right. This is why you make something long yeah. because you have some reason you're making it long. Right. You know, you have something in your mind about why we need to look at this. You know, it's yeah. like if you're reading a book and uh, it, you have like for three pages, you're reading what the curtains look like and right. what everything in the room, like down to the most minute detail. And then you get done reading those pages and you go, why the hell did I read that? Why, right. why did I have right. to know that? Right. Yeah. Why couldn't you just say red curtains and right. move on? And then you get another book and you read all this stuff. And then ultimately there's some reason that we had to tell you that. Right. Right. And this is like the perfect example of making us making scenes long in a movie with something behind it, with yeah. a reason that you're, doing what you're doing instead of just going, uh, I don't know, the film needs a couple more minutes. Yeah. So, so I'm just, let's just stare at him for a couple more minutes. Right. And it doesn't, and I'm, I'm a big proponent too, that if you call something out often that when that is done good, you also have to shine the light on it. You right. can't just always throw stones. And right. this is one of those times where in addition to that, I've actually thought about this film in echoes, like moments of it days after I've seen it. Right. Like I keep, I even, just before I pulled up into here was talking to a friend of mine, Joe, about how he had just seen it with his kids. And, and I was just like, wasn't this scene awesome? And I talked about it and I've been, I've been thinking about this right. scene for a long time. And he's like, it was great. You right. know, the whole thing was just amazing. So it's, it's definitely one that I can't stop suggesting. And I've seen a lot of films this year, unless something really blindsides me in three and a half weeks, this is easily on my list. Oh, this for is, sure. This is yeah. an amazing film to see. Right. And a good lesson, too, because every once in a while we do this where I was looking at it and I'm like, not to be like white man's guilt, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, great, another slave film. I right. hear it's great. I know it's going to be powerful. They don't just make this off the cuff. It's not like right. the Wayan brothers made this or anything. Like, it's going to be a serious contender. And then I watch it and I'm like, I don't know why I was dragging my feet at all. I can't right. wait to watch the rest of this. Right. So it was a good reminder. And, uh, and, and you know, that, that makes a good point, too. And, you know, like I said, what, what the ultimate goal, hopefully, is for listeners to know if they're going to like it, right? right? And, and in a better way than just they saw the, tra- <laughs> they saw the trailer, right? Right. And, and like, like we said, it, it's a great movie, and our – are strange things that are keeping it away yeah. from 10 doesn't change what anyone else's experience is going to be, but you know why we think that. Right. And another way that that kind of comes through is that for me, this will absolutely be on the top 10. Right. Right. But it can't win. I feel, I feel like it I'm like, it can't be number one. There's right. no way. I don't care what the other movies are. Right. This will never have the juice to be my favorite movie of the okay. year. It right. just can't quite oh, do that, that you know already but anyway it, it, i feel like one of those guys who you see their name flash with the stars over them when the trailer flies and it's like this will be the best film you see this year right you know i feel like i'm because i know how many films your average person sees and i feel pretty close to being like if you see a film this year, <laughs> right. it's gonna be the best one you see right so it's great check it out and even with all of the stuff coming out in yeah. the next month right it's 
it, it's, it's still it's, insane. it's still treading water it, very it's, well. It's funny now that um, yeah, and this is one of those movies that it almost bothers me because I I definitely you know want this to get nominated and everything, mm-hmm. but this is one of those perfect movies to unfortunately like suffer a kind of award backlash. Right. Because it's one of those movies that people think so much, it's like, you only made this movie to get an award. It's, right. it's like an Oscar bait movie. And it's not. But it's exactly the kind of movie that could, you know, the winds blow weird right. every right. year, every and you, and you never know. People each other right. out, and somebody slides and, in. And then, and then the next thing you know, people will be going, ah, that slave movie, or I'll you tell know, you, whatever. Look, we're going to move past this, I know. I mean, this will be the last five seconds I've right, spent right. on it. I wish we had a whole show to talk about it. That's how much I liked it. Right. Like, I, I, I would talk an hour about this easily. And, and there's a lot to talk about. And, and we, made, great. we made do that eventually, time, yeah. or, it's really you great. know, who knows. It's but, really great. Go see it. Yeah. Um, okay, so... You know, moving on to other things. Um, let's do. We we don't have any time, but let let's hear about Captain Phillips because uh, oh, yeah. I didn't see it. But give us something on Captain Phillips. It's already been out, and we'll touch on it. Yeah, Captain Captain Phillips is another bit of a surprising one because, like what we were talking about uh, before we went on the air, we had a chance to see it. It was, it was a contender for the film that we were going to see that week, and I'm blanking on whatever we saw instead. But yeah, I don't we, know. we passed it, and part of my feeling on passing on it, at least because we're pretty democratic about it, you'll ask me, what do you feel like this week? And I think, I think right. it's a no-brainer. It's got to be this, or we'll figure it out. And sometimes we see more than one, but for me, it was kind of like... And man, sometimes we're wrong. And, and sometimes <laughs> we are wrong. Sometimes we go the wrong way. And, uh, and we never learn why. But for me, this was one of those films that seemed like an easy one. Um, I knew I was going to see it anyway, but I thought it looks kind of predictable. It looks very Tom Hanks as a boat captain, pirates. I know exactly what's going to happen for two hours, and right. he's going to get home safe. And then, and then not only that, but in the trailer, you see him get in the little escape pod yeah. thing with the guy. So yeah. it's like we're walking you through so much of the plot in the trailer. Right. And and I don't remember what the thing was either, except that I think whatever it was, it was like this was not the movie everyone was going to I see really that week. I really wish I could remember what we yeah. saw over it. But it, it really, it re- I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter. I started watching it and had a similar experience to like 12 Years a Slave. Like I thought, again, I'm going to, this is a long film. I'm going to be dealing with it. And it's totally fine because it's going to be a Tom Hanks film. And I love Tom Hanks as an actor. Um, it, it it just sort of quickly got me into it. Like there's there's a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a slow start to it. But Tom Hanks is one of those guys for me that I just love watching. And like I said to you before, I can deal with him as Forrest Gump ish. But what I really like seeing him as is the guy in charge of something when things go wrong, whether it's Apollo right, right. or this or whatever. Um. But I started watching this, and, and the film is really interesting to me because it, it sets a pace and a pattern that's not really exciting, but it's very tense. Right. Like the, the pirates, you, they encounter the pirates very quickly. Right. And there's a, like a 20-minute um, – oh, we have a caller too, by the way. We could take that instead. Hey, sure. Okay. All right. Maybe it's Tom Hanks being like, dude, you love my film. Hello. 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 Caller, you are on the air. Hello. 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 Hello
press two for all the business. Did you have a question for me? Hello. Oh, sorry. I'm very sorry. That was my message thing. Um, it, you're, we're being recorded right now as we speak. Okay. That's okay. We're uh, um, you know, from, uh, so we're talking about movies, right? Yeah. And uh, a movie uh, I really kind of loved is uh, My Little Pony Equestria Girls. Woo-hoo. Okay. Thanks. That, that, that's Bye. fine. Yeah. Every once in a while, that that maybe that we, was different. Maybe we hit that moment where you know, thanks for the call. That's, sure, that's great. No one's paying attention to us. That's the that's moment okay, we've right. hit. Yeah, maybe we've either hit the wall or jumped the shark. But we right. we're getting prank calls. Sure, so that's cool. Um, no, I was I was watching Captain Phillips, and there's all this real tense, effective um, action that's happening while he's trying to repel the pirates. And you know, if you've seen the trailer, you know that they get on board anyway. And that there's hostages being taken and negotiations to be had. And it's this typical kind of like story. <laughs> I'm like thrown now because you're like laughing while you're talking. Because I'm, I'm you're still, still on the I'm call. I'm still on the call, but I can still think of what <clears throat> but, I'm trying to which, say. Which, you know, by the way, it, it, it's not that bad a movie. The My Little Pony, The, <laughs> the Last Unicorn. I didn't even hear the, the yeah, sequel. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Captain Phillips, tense. So it's tense and it's working and the pirates come on and they're they're – a little frightening, you know, you understand you're in Tom Hanks's space, you realize why he's going through all of these really interesting things, and one of the things that's interesting is right before they board, he decides after getting an update um, from the Naval Bureau of Safety that, you know, they're in dangerous waters, right. that, you know, remember this, be mindful, and he decides to run like a test, and it's a really awesome scene that focused my attention because I'm watching everybody, and it's like when you have a fire alarm, and everyone gets up, and they're like, all right, let's all get in line. I know we've got to go out this door. We'll go out. We'll stand by that tree. Right. Because they know there's no fire. Right. But they've got to go through the motions. All these people on this boat, this shipping freighter, um, they're going through the motions. And you see them moving, and you know that you know this is not how they're going to have to move in a minute. They conclude the drill, and pretty much right away, Captain Phillips sees like there's there's a couple small boats approaching off radar and he goes out and verifies that they're not supposed to be there. Right. And he reruns the alarm and basically says, this is not an alarm. Like, let's start moving. And you see people just like shift. Like there's a different sense to like this thing. And it's really done very effectively. As the movie goes on, it follows a bit of a predictable pattern of, like I said, you know, they're on, we know where we're going. There's negotiations. There's a lot of screaming. Um, the bad pirate guys act very wide-eyed with everything. Everything they say, their wives have to fly wide open. Like, it's a little caricature right, right. But Tom Hanks holds every scene because he's really subtle in this and good. And the only downside to the film that really hurt it for me was they get into the lifeboat because they get off the boat because they've done everything they can there, and then they have to encounter the, the Navy at this point because they can't have – and this is a true story right. based on a true story. Right that they can't allow this boat to get back to Somalia for a number of different reasons. But, um, and Captain Phillips is aware of all this and kind of knows that things are about to go bad. The big mistake that the film makes for me, um, and and this is why I give it um, a seven and a half. Okay. The the big mistake that the film makes for me is that it, it doesn't understand how long to have kept them in the lifeboat 
they're in there too long. And there's no tension. There's no anything. The only thing that works for being in the lifeboat with the movie is that it's cramped quarters. It's hot. Somali pirates stink. You know, that there's no water. Like, right. That's basically it. But they don't understand. The film doesn't understand how to carry the act of tension and aggression and nervousness that it had six minutes into the film, which is the best example of that being done. Right. And not at the end when it really needs to be done. And strangely, when I was watching it, it was, it's interesting to remember that people are, when you watch a film, a lot of it isn't just like your emotional reaction to it. It's like your sensory reaction to it. And it's strange to think of because the music in this film is all bad. Like, I don't mean, I don't mean horrible, but music, music helps tense things. It helps scary things. Like, a lot of times what people react to in a horror film is what they hear, not what they see. Right. And in this film, the music is strangely like a big detriment. Like, it's just not... I mean, it's not piccolos and flutes, you know, waltzing through a park. Right. But it's, it's miscast. If it were a character, it's the wrong character. Right. It's absolutely a strange thing to were focused on, but I did, because I couldn't, I couldn't get into it at all. It makes you. Yeah. It, it, when it's, 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 it's really it's strange. weird when because... when it does that, that's right, it made me. And when it does that, it's a weird feeling. It's like, God, why did you do that? Right. It, it's weird because, uh, y- you know, you've mentioned the music before. And I pay attention Occasionally, to I mention the music. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the music is not, like, the biggest thing for me. I'm not that much of a music guy. And, yeah. you know, there's going to be a varying spectrum of who cares and who doesn't care right. so much about the music. And the, the weird thing for me is that uh, occasionally I'll walk out of a movie and go, you know, the music was awesome. Yeah. Right? Most of the time, when it's good, what I do is I walk out of the movie and I go, I didn't really even notice the music. Right. You, you don't even pay – if it's done well – it's done well, you won't. You don't – it doesn't stand out uh-huh. to you, really. Right. And, unless it's Super awesome, well. right. right? Right. But when it goes wrong – yeah, it's like you can't notice anything else anymore. Right. It's you're you're like really it, it's like it, if you watch a movie and and watch it as like an experiment with like a different soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. right? You take some other movie's soundtrack and yeah. paste it onto a movie well, or something like I, that, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like you can't even you can't get anyway, into the movie right. at all. It's it it's so jarring. It's yeah. like all of a sudden there's a weird noise in your head yeah. or something. I genuinely consider it like a casting decision. Like right. I'm just like you guys had a long time to think and it just doesn't fit. And it, and I don't mean it doesn't fit like the first time the easiest one for me to ever remember was seeing Star Wars and hearing classical music. Right. It seems like perfect now. Of course it's amazing and John Williams is the man, but who would have thought classical music with a space opera? Like, it doesn't seem like it's going to go together. Music would have really helped fix that scene. And when I was telling you before we went on that it makes one mistake, it's that there's too much time in the lifeboat. The movie's only two hours and 14 minutes long. I don't think Tom Hanks can be in a film anymore that isn't two hours plus. But it's too long in that lifeboat. The negotiations just happen. And it's kind of paint by numbers. Like, you know what has to happen. Right. Which is unfortunate because as we're getting almost out of time, I'll wrap it up. But as, as we get to the very end, when Tom Hanks has an rescue, he actually is great. Like he's acting because he's in shock. And right. you actually believe the, the moments he's going through and experiencing. Like he does it really, really well because he's Tom Hanks. I mean, right. he does it great. It was, it was an interesting movie to see because I had dismissed it somewhat. And I was right somewhat in that dismissal because when it is paint by the numbers, it's very like – I can get up and go in the kitchen and get a drink. I don't have to pause the movie. <laughs> right. You know, right. versus 
when it's on fire and it's and it's hitting all its its marks, I don't want to leave it at all. Right. So that's that's where I was with that. All right. Well, we've only got uh, a minute left, and I don't think we're going to bother with uh, making this a longer thing. But we need yeah. to get to the bling ring, and yeah. uh, we've got several other movies. And uh, and before we get too far in the universe, we have lots of movies yeah. uh, to talk about that were before Blue Jasmine, before Midnight, and right. and Rush, and right. th- there will be a lot of movies. So we might, at, as we move forward. Especially, I know you won't care if we take some time away from The Hobbit next God, week. Whatever. We will uh, jump in with some other movies. And uh, uh, make sure that you email us yeah. at uh, questions at com if there are particular movies that you want to make sure that we hit more than others. Because otherwise, what we may end up doing is like rush, okay, 10 minutes, go, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're about we're to cut out. So thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, subscribe and follow us and tell all your friends and make yeah. them listen too. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.